When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is Lo with Behind the Gloves, um, and I am joined now with Executive Director of USA Boxing, Mike McAtee, and the head of the Alumni Association, it's Chris Cuglieri. Uh, guys, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks, Lo. Thanks for uh, inviting us on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you. Yeah, you all right now are in the, currently in the Czech Republic. What are you all uh, doing over there? I know you're with... Uh, you know, some official USA boxing business over there. What's going on? Um, what's, you know, right now what, what's going on here is we're preparing um, our, our Olympic trial, our Olympic qualification team has been over here in Europe, uh, spent some time uh, at a great training camp in Germany. Uh, now we're, um, and earlier in the year we were in Finland. So now this is, uh, uh, we're in the Czech Republic uh, participating in a Grand Prix event here uh, which has great history. It's about 54 uh, years annual event. So um, our, here, our team's here getting ready to compete. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Olympics right now, um, especially with the news that came out with you, with your letter. And I read it um, and I kind of want to talk about it. Um, USA Boxing has made the decision to terminate its membership from AIBA. Um, could you kind of go into explaining like how this came about, what this means? Because uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions. So, well, thanks a lot for the opportunity. And 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 yes, I mean we didn't take the the decision lightly. Um, USA Boxing is actually a founding member of IBA. Uh, it was uh, the original Congress in 1946. And uh, real quick story, I actually received. Uh, a copy of the original minutes, probably the only copy still around of the 1946 uh, inaugural Congress of AIBA. So this was a 77 year relationship, but uh, since 2019, um, as you know, uh, IBA has been suspended um, from the International Olympic Committee. They've lost the, the um, authority to hold um, the Tokyo Olympic Games and qualification, and then turn around and, and are now not part of the, the Paris Olympic Games. So over the last, since 2019, USA Boxing has been working with a lot of countries as we've been trying to fix the organization within. Unfortunately, um, that was impossible um, based on uh, the work of uh, the leadership at IBA. Um, so, uh, now that the Olympic Games for or Paris that USA Boxing is going to participate in, uh, and probably 80 of the most uh, influential boxing countries in the in the world, um, that's the generally who will be able to make up the Olympic Games. We felt that it was the right time. To, we're not participating in the IBA World Championships because of um, there's no third party oversight in the field of play. Um, they have not fixed uh, the ideas of field of play problems. Um, about manipulation um, and governance and their finances. So we made the decision 
Um, it's in the best interest of USA Boxing boxers, coaches, and officials not to be associated with an organization um, that is suspended by the IOC. And based on what we're, we see publicly that comes out by the IOC, they're on the brink of being decertified. Now, one of the things that when whenever the IBA responded to this, they said um, any individuals or entities involved in creating of the, as they put it, rogue organization, world boxing, which you see on Chris's uh, background there, um, that there would be punishments, for lack of a better word. There'd be, you know, there'd definitely be some kind of response to that. What, what do you make of that? You know, uh, first and foremost, you have to have statutes and, and governance. And, you know, as Americans, we understand you're innocent until proven guilty. Uh, the statutes of IBA say the same thing. They have specific processes that if you're alleged to have committed a violation of rules, then those rules, uh, alleged violations are then sent to the BIIU, which is Boxing Integrity Unit who then will conduct an investigation, then who will then give everybody a right to uh, respond, and then uh, they will make a decision if it is um, the, a violation. That process can take months, but more importantly, the start of every process is the most important, and, and actually uh, any type of allegation is supposed to be confidential. So they're starting off the whole um, beginning of the investigation of the people that have been uh, started world boxing by violating their own rules. So again, uh, it reinforces our decision that why would you want to be part of an organization who um, does not follow good governance um, and assumes and skips all the processes um, to protect um, national federations, individuals um, to participate in the sport of boxing. So um, you know, and again, that's our position and that's why everybody has lawyers. And ultimately we could always end up the court of arbitration of sport or cast, uh, which we did last year and won, uh, for those exact same rules that, uh, IBA failed to follow their processes. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are, um, from, from what I have seen online, there's, there's a lot of, uh, support in this decision, um, have you been hearing that support? Like, has have people been reaching out to you in support? Not only have we had um, a lot of USA Boxing members uh, voice their support, um, we've also had numerous uh, national federations um, and being able to say, hey, we, we understand why you did it. We fully support it. Uh, and, and this is part of world boxing in that USA Boxing under the Ted Stevens Sports Act we need to be, or we're required to be able to have a, a, an organization that fields teams that can participate in the Olympic Games and in the Pan Am Games. So starting in 2019, the board of directors uh, of USA Boxing said, you know, directed me and my staff to say, let's do what it takes uh, to get IBA back in uh, compliance um, with the um, IOC. But also in any good business, you have to have a plan B. Um, so two years ago, USA Boxing changed our bylaws. It said that we would, because we believe the IOC would, um, based on everything that we were seeing publicly and what we were seeing internally inside the IBA as being a national federation, that they weren't doing what the uh, IOC required from the Lalovic report. 
So um, working with the United States Olympic Paralympic Committee, we changed our bylaws that said we could be a member of any international federation. Um, and so our bylaws are changed. A lot of national federations um, will have to go through that same process. And some, it could take 30, 60, 90 days based on their rules. What we have said from the very beginning, and, and, and um, Chris can bring this point up about world boxing is IBA or IBA um, says that you can only belong to their organization. How under Swiss law, article 23 of Swiss law says that there's free association. There is no monopoly. So they're in conflict with the laws of, the, of Switzerland and that's where their headquarters are at. And, and Chris can speak to the fact of what our bylaws say from um, world boxing standpoint and how that affects um, our uh, our potential members as they begin to uh, apply for membership. Chris? Yeah, thanks, Mike. I think I would just add to that, that um, we're also differentiated in the sense that we're seeking recognition as the International Federation for not only Olympic style boxing, but adaptive boxing and esport boxing as well. So as we think about where the Olympics are heading as a movement and how we can better position world boxing to be a part of that and a leader in it, it's, uh, you know, those are some other differentiating factors as well. And so, you know, as we think about IBA and, and world boxing, and we're not in competition with them. And we can, we consistently stress this. Uh, we have a vision that we're looking to, to achieve moving forward. And we hope and, and we believe that a lot of national federations want to be part of that vision. So uh, as, as Mike mentioned, if, if other countries want to stay part of IBA, but want to prioritize the Olympic movement, uh, we, would, we would gladly welcome them as long as they're members in good standing. So uh, again, I think this is about what world boxing is going to do moving forward and not what about IBA is going to do. Yeah. And Chris, I do want to touch on world boxing because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about this new organization. Um, first of all, where would this organization be headquartered? Sure. So I think consistent with many other leading uh, international federations, the, the headquarters for this will be in Lausanne, Switzerland. So uh, we have leaders from different countries around the, the globe that are serving as interim board of directors that will take World Boxing to its inaugural Congress in November, where the final draft of the statutes will be approved. And as I mentioned, the new board will be elected. Uh, but there is an interim secretary general right now that is working out of Switzerland. And uh, that is where it'll be headquartered. Okay, nice. And I think a lot of people want to know if this World Boxing Organization has been created in time for um, Paris 2024. I think a lot of people, when they heard the news that USA Boxing was leaving the IBA, um, people wonder, well, does this mean we're out of the Olympics? And I think there's a lot of confusion around that topic. So would you care to like touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that low. Okay. First, uh, IBA is not has nothing to do with the Olympic Games. They have not had anything part uh, since 2019. So the IOC has created, like they did the Boxing Task Force for Tokyo. They have created the Paris Boxing Unit for uh, the Paris Olympic Games. So they are running everything that goes for the Olympic Games. Boxing is included in the Paris Games. The qualification events start mid-June for Europe and, and for USA Boxing will be at the Pan Am Games uh, later this year in Chile. So um, we're, in, you know, our team is, that's why we're here getting ready for competition. So we'll be able to qualify boxers uh, at the Pan Am Games um, moving forward. So 
Yeah, 100%. We are, uh, boxing is going to be in Paris. Uh, we hope we qualify uh, 13 boxers uh, to be able to be there. And then, but more importantly, into what Chris has said, th this is about the Olympic movement being re-included in the Olympic movement. Not only about 28, but 32, 36, that uh, we have a long-term uh, vision uh, for boxing, not just the next Olympics, but we're talking about giving hope um, to in the Olympic dream uh, around the world for years to come, not just the next couple. Has the IOC had any response to any of any of these changes taking place? Have they come out and said anything? What I would say is that national federations um, clearly have needed to communicate with the IOC over time and just in preparation for the 2024 Olympic Games. But um, in terms of the response to the launch of world boxing, um, I believe it was stated that the IOC has taken note of the development. Um, I don't think that any real opinion has been expressed yet. Uh, but again, I think that we've been very careful as World Boxing has launched that we want to comply with what the IOC is looking for as they've expressed their current frustrations with the current international federation. So World Boxing was really founded on strong governance. Um, all of our documents are available on our website. And I think a, a read through those clearly show the prioritization that we've shown on governance, um, financial transparency and management, and then also fairness in the field of play. And that's really baked into the core DNA of the organization. So we're confident based on um, the frustrations of what the IOC has expressed based on IBA um, and really our desire to, to build a, a, an international federation that is founded off of these core principles. So um, we believe and, and we will seek uh, recognition for the international federation for Olympic style, Paralympic and esports boxing. And we think we're going to be in a good place with that. All right. Awesome. And then my last question for you, Chris, is do you see a lot of support from these other um national federations or from these other countries um, who are in the IBA who may have the same um, concerns as USA Boxing did, have, have they been showing their support? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and actually, as we've talked about, the interesting thing about boxing in the Olympic Games is that you have 13 divisions for Paris, for instance. There are four medals possible per division, right? There's a gold, a silver, and two bronze. So there's basically 52 opportunities to earn 13 medals in the sport of boxing. And when we think about the importance of the Olympics and what it means for national pride and, and national Olympic committees and how they support their organizations, that's a lot of medals. It's, it's a great opportunity for a lot of medals. And so for a lot of countries, they're going to really need to be part of the Olympic Games and they're going to want to be part of the Olympic Games. So we really see world boxing uh, and we've communicated this. And I think we've received a lot of positive feedback that, again, to keep boxing as part of the Olympic Games, this is the path forward. And for countries that really want those 52 opportunities at 13 medals, this is the best opportunity forward. Obviously, there's a lot of discussions going on right now to clear up misinformation, to just provide clarity to the entire process. And that's really why I'm here as well. I think that we want to make sure that we can answer questions and give as much clarity as we can for countries looking to make the best decisions for themselves. But based on conversations thus far, we're confident that uh, we have the support uh, across the globe, quite frankly, to, to drive world boxing uh, forward. I'll just add, a, just real quick on what Chris said is, you know, Every day we're talking to other national federations, our coaches, our boxers, and we're in our, uh, and I have the great opportunity to be able to communicate with executive directors like myself. Boxing people want to box. Boxing people want to have fair field of play and decisions for boxers. Um, a lot of them are, are concerned of retaliation. And it was pointed out in the McLaren report uh, that was actually 
done by IBA that national federations are uh, afraid of retaliation. Uh, USA Boxing experienced retaliation when we uh, exercise our rights um, uh, based on the, the, the Constitution. So uh, it is a silent majority out there that uh, of national federations that want to follow good governance, third-party oversight of the field of play, great financial transparency, and great governance. So um, I think as organizations or national federations have an opportunity to look at now they have uh, a different organization that uh, momentum is going to be uh, growing and uh, before long we're going to have the best nations that have the best boxers and the best programs from grassroots to the international are going to be part of uh, world boxing you know we're excited about the future of boxing um, olympic style boxing is a pure sport um, and it impacts you know, not only grassroots of 50,000 members of USA Boxing, but, you know, um, most boxers will never be an Olympian. However, uh, Olympic style boxing gives hope. It, it puts, drives that, that fire that we all have as boxers. And I know you have that exact fire that, you know, I want to be the best in the world. You know, Billy Walsh, our coach, uh, says, you know, Americans like being the champions of America, 350 million. But to be an Olympic champion, you're you're the champion of six billion. So, um, and that's you know the attitude that we have at USA Boxing that we're going to be champions of the world, and the only way to do that is through the Olympic Games. Uh, so we're excited about the future, um, and you know it just like any in any good uh, bout, you have uh, you got to fight every second of every every round until it's done, and 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 that's our plan. It's obviously an important time for the sport. And I think a lot of us have seen what amateur boxing can do to change lives. I think that, and the IOC has said this, that boxing provides a diversity in terms of racial diversity, economic diversity, gender diversity, that really is at the heart of the Olympic movement. And, and it's hard to find in other Olympic sports, quite frankly. And so uh, it, it's just really important that we keep this sport part of the Olympic movement. Uh, it's obviously a privilege. We need to treat it as a privilege. And I think that there's enough like-minded people around the world that prioritize this, that this will succeed. All right. Yeah. And then just for full transparency for our viewers, because a lot of our viewers are from the UK. Um, I am also a member of USA Boxing. So just for full clarity there. Um, I want to thank you all for your time. I know you are, you've got a lot going on Czech Republic right now and the national golden gloves after, which I hope to see you all at. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you again. Um, and have the good rest of your day. Thanks, Lo. Thank you, guys. See you at National Gold Gloves. Thanks, Lo. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.